The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey, Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Last week, we did a mock draft. Uh, as if we were drafting for ourselves. This week we're doing a mock draft as if we're drafting for uh, Brandon Bean, what we think Brandon Bean is going to do. Uh, But first off, uh, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. If you're in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourselves a favor, get off at Exit 41 in Waterloo, New York, and check out the Delago Resort and Casino where every moment is a winning moment. So last week, like I mentioned, we're doing, we did uh, a two-round mock draft as if we were drafting for ourselves. This week, we're going to do drafting for Brandon Bean, what we think he's going to do. And John, um, I'll start with you. I have Mike and John with us. John, I'll start with you. We were talking uh, just a little bit right before we recorded. And just based on what's happening, we have offensive line as you know one of our bigger needs. Like if I'm going to read down our biggest needs as of now, right now in free agency, we have like wide receiver number one, middle linebacker number two, offensive line number three, defensive tackle number four, and defensive end number five. And it just feels like it's unlikely that they're going to take a wide receiver or offensive lineman in the first round. I feel like it's going to be something that fits their needs. I've, I have a sense it's going to be like middle linebacker or defensive tackle in the first round because in their minds, I think in Brandon Bean's mind, he addressed the guard situation with Connor McGovern um, and then, you know, Edwards, like you mentioned, uh, and then, uh, the, you know, they re-signed Ike Butker. So I don't think interior offensive line is as big of a need, at least not in the first round. And then you're talking, you know, tackle potentially, like we mentioned, is one of our bigger needs, just because we we haven't been impressed with the play of Spencer Brown so far, right tackle. The thing is, 
they went out of their way to really defend Spencer Brown in the end-of-year press conference with his struggles. They mentioned how he didn't have a full offseason this past year with his back surgery. The year before that was pandemic, so he didn't have a full offseason then. I think he even took the season off his last year of college because of COVID. So, like, you know, he's still coming up to speed. Like, they, they kind of went out of their way to defend him. I can't see them really taking a first-round right tackle. Like, would I, would I like that? Would I think that's an area they can upgrade on the offensive line? Absolutely. But I don't think that that's going to be a position that they go after offensive line or wide receiver unless there's like a stud available. And I don't think that there's going to be one, at least a wide receiver. Uh, John, what do you what do you think about that? That logic? Does that make sense to you? Or could you see them going that way? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I personally like would love to see an offensive upgrade at receiver and offensive line to help Josh Allen. But the way a lot of these mock drafts are going and it, it just seems like the guys that you would like to see there aren't there anyway. So they're probably going to pick the best defensive player, front front seven player available um, regardless. Uh, and, and that's what I was kind of doing anyway. Like I, like I go through these mock drafts and I'm like, okay, what receivers are available? Like, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, I guess I'll take this guy, this defensive player. Right. So I, I, I feel like Bean's gonna do the same thing because they're, they're like that's what they've been doing historically anyway. They've been taking defensive players in the first round or the, for their first pick anyway. Um, they might even do that for their first two picks depending on who's available. So it's it's really dependent on that, and then if they can trade down or um, you know that sort of thing. Yeah, Mike, we were just mentioning that you know it's unlike the Bills haven't drafted a wide receiver in the first round since Sammy Watkins in 2014 it just doesn't feel like Brandon Bean thinks it's that much of a need that they're going to take him um i think you know you mentioned last week Bijan Robinson the Bills have gone after Alvin Kamara Christian McCaffrey like there's rumors around every single running back that comes out um is there a situation the Bills took a, a running back last year in the second round, but is there a situation where you think the Bills see B. John Robin, you think Brandon Bean has a, takes a look at it and he gets that, you know, he looks at the Adrian Peterson comp, like you said, and he's just like, man, if there's one thing we're missing from this offense, it could be B. John Robinson. I hope he does. <laughs> I think it's possible. I think it's definitely possible. Really? When, when, I'm surprised. No, I think. He seems too overly, not overly, uh, seems very analytical and won't come off. Won't be dissuaded. Yeah, but he was all. I am going with my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you have the same heart as Brandon Bean in this one because he is the same guy that drafted. He was at least assistant GM when they drafted Christian McCaffrey. So that was like, what, a top five, top 10 pick, too, right? Like, they, he loved him. And I think that they would absolutely add. You mentioned last week that, you know, uh, Bijan Robinson was like a baby between uh, Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. Maybe that was my wording, the baby part. But like Adrian Peterson, too, it's like, I I could see Brandon Bean's eyes getting very big at that prospect. And if we didn't know for sure that he had had contact about all these other running backs in the NFL that have been talked about for being traded like Derrick Henry this offseason. People mentioned Derrick Henry, like with the Buffalo Bills, like some of it's fodder, probably 99% of it. But you can't look into that because why... they look into every position and every player available. They, they got to they got to gauge everything. So, like, you can't look too much into those, those things. You think they call about every single player available? Like, if Chris Jones is available, the Bills are calling him. Any, any, that's, any, and it's just any, literally... high, any, 
any high profile player just to see. Like, I mean, you can't like, like, oh shit, that guy got had for that, and it's like, oh, I, I would have offered just a little bit more than that, but like, didn't think that he could, right? Well, like, you got you got at least inquire. Well, remember what the what was the position that the Bills were inquiring a lot about before running back. It seems like running back's the hot thing now. Before that, it seemed like wide receiver. The Bills were always in talks about trading for Antonio Brown or signing Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham Jr. from even before, like before he went to Cleveland or even while he was in Cleveland or whatever. Like this is this is a Jarvis Landry recently. Like that was that was a discussion that the Bills were in contact. And then they trade for Stephon Diggs and no one's talked about them trading for wide receiver. I think that there's I think they think that it's a big need. So I think it's either, in my opinion, it's either going to be defensive tackle because they don't have any defensive tackles signed past this season. I think that they could think they can upgrade at Oliver. So that's one of the big needs there. Defensive tackle, I think it's going to be middle linebacker. That's probably the number one need. So Jack Campbell you're talking about. So really, Jack Campbell, a defensive tackle, or Bijan Robinson. Those are my three picks right now who I think that Brandon Bean's going to pick. So we'll we'll do a quick two-round mock draft and see where we go with that. But that's kind of where wow. I'm headed. I still feel I'm like wide receiver. incredibly heartened. I still feel like wide receiver is like one of the most rumored things, right? Like you still have the DeAndre Hopkins residuals and like OBJ is still out there. Like people are still talking that's about true. that. Like even like draft day trades with Hopkins, like you see that in mock drafts. Like those those things are still there and I – I mean, receivers, there's number one need still. Yeah, in our opinion, I just don't think that Brandon Bean sees it that way. I think he'll look at a proven talent like DeAndre Hopkins and give up a couple of picks and move around some cap space for him. Um, You know, you're only talking like a one- or two-year sort of situation, but I don't necessarily know if they'll take a first-round talent if they don't. And, And that's me being biased because I've looked at the talent that's there when the Bills pick at 27, and for the most part, I'm never thinking that this guy's like you know, even on Stefan Diggs's level necessarily. Well, so he might be thinking the same thing too, right? Like he might think he might actually think that receivers are biggest need, but he can't strike a deal or think, or they might not get a guy that drops to them at 27 or be able to trade up for that works for him. Right. Or for them, even the receiver might be their biggest need in his opinion. We don't know that, but like that, that could be a thing. Right. But what if somebody, I think, I think if somebody drops, if need. somebody drops like an Addison or whoever, to 27, like, oh, well, yeah, we'll take him, right? I think the Bills would draft Jordan Addison out of USC if he fell to them. Um, I think that that's definitely a possibility. I don't think he will, but, uh, yeah, I I think that's a possibility, John. I mean, they, they addressed wide receiver in the offseason with the Hardy signing and the Sherfield signing, so I think they definitely think it's a need. But, again, addressed. like interior offensive linemen, addressed. <laughs> I don't quote-unquote. John's given the quotes. Simple, yeah, I know. Well, they got guys, though, so they didn't think it wasn't a need, but they also got special teams help there. They got potential depth. I think that they they think they're good with Stefan Diggs, Khalil Shakir, and Gabe Davis. I think they think they could upgrade potentially, but they're not going to force it. If someone falls to them, they will absolutely take one, but I think, I think Brandon Bean just has to be in love with them, you know, in the first round at least, like a Jordan Addison. So let's do this mock draft. Real quick, the last one was a little bit longer, so we'll go a little bit quicker. We're not going to do any trades for the Buffalo Bills. And uh, first thing we have, so here, this is something that gets interesting, John and Mike, is that we have available someone that we didn't have last week in Brian Bresey, or Bressy, however you pronounce his name, the 
six foot five, three hundred pound defensive tackle out of Clemson. Mike, you mentioned you like big schools. This is a big school. Uh, he has a unique combination of size, flexibility, and burst that really get under offensive linemen and can reset the line of scrimmage. Bruce is more capable of playing in alignment from five technique and in, and he has the length and play strength to execute any role asked of him. Ideally, he's going to line up head over offensive tackles, but it's not a necessity. So you're talking about pass rush grade being, because we, we think, you know, it, It'd be great if he could stop the run, but for this position, we're thinking we really need to get to the passer. He has an 82 pass rush grade, uh, which is one, which is a really high grade, and then also 74.1 true pass set pass rate or pass grade, and a 14.5% pass pass rush win grade. Like this is a guy that this is a guy like quote, what was his quote, what was his run Chris Collinsworth what was his run grade again. A 63.4, so that was below average oh, okay. in that respect. Checking. Okay. Not great. Not great. Uh, uh, so not I terrible, ask, but not great. I have to ask a couple of questions. On is, yep. Uh, at least on the defensive side, is is uh, Campbell available? Kalijah Cansey. And Kalijah Cansey, are they available? Cansey is gone. Okay. And he Campbell? went to Jack Campbell? Jack Campbell's always available. Always available at 27. Okay. I think the pick for for him is going to be it's going to be Zay Flowers, who is available, the wide receiver out of Boston College. Zay Flowers is going to be my next question. He is five foot nine, one eighty two. He's quick. He's a movable weapon, so you can put him on the inside and outside. Um, I mean, this is about he was five nine. Yeah, not a big guy. You want bigger, right, Mike? You like a bigger guy. <laughs> yeah, six five or bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike's not going to take. <laughs> he is kind of six five or bigger. Okay, he is kind of on the small side. He he is he is he's smaller than Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, and Khalil Shakir. He's this. Yeah, he's he's the smallest wide receiver on the roster besides the five foot six uh, Hardy that they signed in the in the quote unquote signed in the off season. I see McDonald. Agency. I see McDonald's uh, I think you got to take the defensive lineman. From Clemson. Defensive lineman from Clemson. I'm thinking that's the pick. John, you think Jack Campbell still? Yeah, I mean, I was, he does love Jack Campbell. I mean, he, he does. I was noticing McDonald was available too, but I, I guess we picked Campbell over him last time, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think they'll go defensive end in round number one, if I had to guess. But he does love his defensive ends. I think it's just more likely to be they have Rousseau, they have Boogie Basham next year, they have Von Miller next year. They just won't have A.J. Epinesa. I don't think that's as big of a need. Yeah. I, I think I, they need a guy, but. I'm still leaning Campbell. Um, but, I mean, the Clemson guy would be okay. With defensive it. line is, defensive line, defensive tackle, defensive end is, this is a deep draft for that. So maybe this is where they go Jack Campbell again, and they'd look at defensive tackle. Let's, let's for this, let's for, for all intents and purposes, let's go like Brian that's, Brees, that, that's what Mike thinks. Yeah, that's the that's the biggest reason I'm leaning Campbell is just because like the depth at that position in the draft is so much worse at middle linebacker versus some of these other positions. I I, I do like the Clemson guy, but like Campbell is far and away the best middle linebacker, and like after that, there's nothing. And like I'd rather do that than like I'd rather sacrifice. You know, yeah, I'm still going Campbell. I know what you guys are going to do, but I'm going to Campbell. I think I think Brandon Bean's going to look at both. Really, I th- I think he might even choose Campbell. Mike, we chose Campbell last week. Do you think? What do you think Brandon Bean would do 
If he had to take a wild guess, take a wet wag at it. He goes best middle linebacker, Breesy. Okay, let's do that one this time. Let's see what we have for linebacker at. Yeah, like it depends. In the what second tier, round, so we it, did, it might depend what tier he has them both at at that point in time. He might he might ignore the depth in the draft and be like, they're both in this tier, so I'm going to pick this guy. So, support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge. That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Well, Jack Campbell went at 34 <laughs> to the Cardinals, and Drew Sanders, the other middle linebacker prospect, went to 38 to the Raiders. So there's no good linebacker prospects for the most part. It's just a, we're just hoping to get someone at this point uh, that's halfway decent. Um, biggest, The best prospects on the board right now are Nathaniel Dell, wide receiver out of Houston, Luke Whipler, again, the center out of Ohio State, which we talked about last week. Uh I'll look at linebacker, but I know there's not a guy that all these guys are for the most part like Matt Milano like linebackers, you know. What 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 tight ends are like this guy, like Dorian Williams out of Tulane. Oh Ooh, Dorian Williams. Look at tight ends. Yeah, yeah. What tight ends have been taken so far? I'll tell you who's available. Tucker Kraft, Luke Schoonmaker out of Michigan, Zach Kuntz out of Old Dominion, Davis Allen out of Clemson, Josh Weil out of Cincinnati, Will Mallory out of Miami. Okay, so uh, it Cameron seems like Latu, same as before uh, Alabama. Like. Yeah, okay. yeah, nothing, nothing squeaked through to us. Yeah, I was it's we're such. A, it's like based a on Darnell, these Darnell, I know Darnell Washington or somebody to come, come, you know, follow us. But I'm not seeing it. All right, you know, it's where we're picking, John, and this is just the few mock drafts that we've done, and I've done on my own, and you've probably done on your own. We we seem to be in that spot where we're too early for a middle linebacker and too early for a tight end for this or too late for a tight end in the second round, you know, like it's just, it's it's not a sweet spot at all. That's what I said last week. Like if a guy is projected to be mid second round and you're drafting at the end of the first, that's not a reach. That's a get because you're not going to get them in the next round. Yeah. If you like them that much, I still think it's, Let's. I like. I like that we tried something different instead of going Jack Campbell again. But, um, but this is what happens if Brandon Bean doesn't get Jack Campbell or Drew Sanders in the first round. He has almost nothing at linebacker to deal with. And yeah, um, this is this this draft. That, the, I mean, Brandon what Bean if, pigeonholed what, himself, didn't he? What if Milano goes down? Then what happens? Then you have Terrell Bernard. And, I mean that's an and who so, else? So one of the next <laughs> right? best, yeah, ex- exactly, yeah, exactly. Tyrell Dotson, right? So you're talking like Dorian Williams out of Tulane, 
Like he's got a great coverage grade. Like this is like a Matt Milano type, like player where he could play. You know, weak side linebacker. You know, he's he's not huge. He's six foot one, two twenty eight. He's got great coverage. He's an adept zone defender. You know, uh, I mean, this is a guy that's kind of like a Terrell Bernard. Kind of, like, he's got great. Like I said, great coverage grades. Pretty good run defense grades, above average. Pass rush grades, you know, above average, not great. He has a great missed tackle rate percentage, which means he doesn't do it very often. Um, is it possible that they would get another one of those linebackers instead? Maybe just roll this season, roll with something different, right? Two two Matt Milanos instead of a Tremaine Edmonds and a Matt Milano, right? Yeah, it's it's tough, man. Like the more I think about, it, the more I think like if Campbell's there, they gotta take him. <laughs> but uh... They got to take him. I know. So where we're at now, we're at pick 59. We already took. Pick 59. We already took defensive, defensive tackle. tackle. And so Do we, we go center? Over. Does he look at center? I don't think he I don't think he views center as that big of a need like we do, like center interior offensive line. I just don't any, see that. Like any I mentioned. tackle guard or receiver available? So receiver is Nathaniel Dell out of Houston. That's the highest no, ranked one. He's not, he's not um, five foot eight. We mentioned he's, he's, yeah. he's too small, I think. I don't think. No. I think he took his small wide receiver so the next wide receiver um on the list is michael wilson out of stanford six foot two to 13 that's more of what i think bean is looking for size wise um not amazing but yeah what about uh safety so right now i think we have who's been taken sydney brown out of illinois is the highest Rated one. Not a lot of safeties have been taken. Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M. Brian Branch, one of the best prospects overall from Alabama. So only two safeties have been taken, John. I don't think he views safety as big of a need, but... Probably not. Sidney Brown out of Illinois. I mean, you got... got, He has a really great coverage grade. Also out of Illinois, uh, Dartavius Martin or Cameron Mitchell, Northwestern. It's kind of tough because the safety isn't... Like the biggest need at this point. No. I think they're a draft one. I just don't know, think it's going to be early, unless one falls to them. So are we back to the same thing, like offensive line or defensive line? or? Yeah, basically. And or, we, I don't think it'll be a center, so I don't think it's going to be Luke Whippler. No, I don't uh, think I don't, so. It's, it's going to be somebody so, that can play tackle and guard, or tackle and, and then, if not tackle, then guard, right? Yeah, so like Matthew Bergeron, we we mentioned last week, he's a tackle only. So they won't even, I don't think they're going to look at him uh, yeah, uh, unless he, they think that he's an upgrade over Spencer Brown. I feel like they could get him in the third. Edge rusher? Do you think it's edge rusher now? Because the wide receivers I don't love at this level. Edge rusher, we're talking again. And, uh, now, this was a guy that wasn't available last week. Tuli Tuipulotu. Has a great pass rush grace. He's six foot three, two sixty six. Now he projects more as a three four defensive end or a three technique defensive tackle. Um, so he's a little bit bigger on that side, uh, but it could be something. He had recorded thirteen sacks. Um, he would be an interesting pick. Man, another big guy. I mean, Brandon Bean does love huge guys at defensive, defensive tackle. tackle and then did, defensive did, end. Their defensive end. <laughs> After like the last like three years of going defensive tackle defensive end after so many times <laughs> i guess i know man what i don't hard, love what it a, but that what just a, feels like what he's gonna do i just realized how hard of a because he's not gonna is. go cornerback right i know this is a tough job i because he's not gonna go cornerback right he's there's no, no way he's going cornerback no in the second they've round. they've 
cornerback is their best position after after Josh Allen, right? Yeah. So some of these defensive ends kind of could could be off ball linebacker or defensive tackle. This is tough. We're only in the second round arriving these. And this is we're in such a crappy spot of like who's available. I really don't I really don't like the guys that are available. Um, maybe maybe that trade down, trade up thing that you've been talking about that he's, you know, done before. We really need to look at that, don't we? It's, the thing is you just got to find trade partners. I mean, I would trade down from this spot. I don't like this this area. We've already taken a defensive tackle, but there's some good defensive tackles left. So I don't necessarily even love that pick. The more that we do this, you know, in general, I'm glad we're talking this out, is because the more I'm thinking it's going to be Jack... Campbell, because there's some good defensive tackles here. I mean, we just went over one of them, like Tuli uh, Tuapolodu, that could be a defensive tackle for the Buffalo Bills. He's kind of small, though. I don't really like him there, but safety tackle. I don't think they're going to take an offensive tackle. Zach Charbonnet, you think they would take a running back out of UCLA? No. Charbonnet handled a workload of around 20 touches per game with ease over the course of his college career. There's no reason to think he can't do the same NFL. He's a set-it-and-forget-it starter. Jeez. Ah, man. It just seems like they already did that last year. They already took a running back in the second round. I'm just going to look at tight ends. I want to see what the next available tight because we don't really love them. I mean, this is early for some of these guys. You're talking ADP in the 80s, which is where yeah, the third-round like, pick is. Shoemaker, 91. Schumacher looks, looks pretty good, but like, like I'm thinking that's like a, at least a third-round pick, right? Yeah, at least a third-round pick. Yep. And Kraft, same thing, like third I mean, I don't know if he'll yep. be available for their third, but in that area. Tucker Kraft, six foot five, two hundred and fifty four pounds, seventy six point six receiving grade, has a great yards per route yards per route run. He had three hundred and forty eight yards receiving last year, twenty seven receptions on thirty eight targets, three touchdowns. That sounds like Dawson Knox. <laughs> that sounds like his yeah. stat line when he was drafted by the Bills, but he wasn't a second rounder. I mean, you're expecting a starter or someone to compete for starting opportunity. Ah, man. See, it's funny. You know, interior offensive line is not good. Luke Whipler is a center-only prospect, it feels like. And the next best center prospect is like, you know, you're talking fourth round, really, third, fourth round. So so we're going defense again. Like, that's – it doesn't matter. I think maybe a... it's Michael Wilson. What about six foot two, two hundred and thirteen Michael Will, two hundred thirteen pound Michael Wilson? He had four hundred twenty one yards on uh, twenty seven receptions on forty targets for for uh, four touchdowns. I don't know. Let's see, yeah, he does not have a really good consensus. His consensus ranking yeah. is number ninety eight. That's not good. I didn't have him this high on my thing, so I I can't. This is PFF. I, yeah, I can't I can't endorse him this high, but. As much as I want a receiver, I know it's it's not. A I good got spot I got to go defense again, right? Like, doesn't matter if it's what I want or what I think Brandon Bean wants. I feel like the first two rounds are always going to go defense, unless somebody falls. And we already mentioned linebackers, probably not likely. I mean, they invested a third round pick in Terrell Bernard last season. It's not going to be cornerback. It might either be safety or defensive end because we just took a defensive tackle. But the safety is not going to be a starter. The defensive end could be a starter. Could be for at least half a year. Exactly. Miller, and then he'll be a starter. Your yeah. So we have Andre Carter the second. Oh, we have we have uh, Tuli uh, Tupelodo 
which I mentioned from USC, Andre Carter II from Army, Carl Brooks out of Bowling Green, Nick Herbig, Derek Hall, the consensus big board. We can't even take um, Foskey because he's gone. That was that was the guy that we took last week, Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame. Um, the consensus big board has the next best pass rusher as Andre Carter II. What about defensive tackle? Anybody else? Oh, no, Derek Hall. They have Derek oh, Hall of Auburn as the next best one. Oh, no, forget what I said. Six foot three, two hundred fifty-four pounds. This is this is a guy. Now here's a guy, six foot three, two hundred fifty-four pounds. Uh, Hall is not going to provide much in the in the way of interior versatility, but he should be able to handle any role outside of the tackles. Majority of Hall's quicks come when he gets off the snap so swiftly that the tackle is immediately at a poor relationship angle to block him effectively. His first step is that deadly. So Auburn Tigers defensive end Derek Hall. Um, he has a really good pass rush grade, 82.6. Um, his true pass set pass rush grade is really good, 82.7. His pass rush, rush win rate is really good at 17.7%. Um, John, this is my favorite one so far. He's an edge-only, defensive end-only prospect. He's not going to kick into the defensive tackle. He's not one of those guys that you're like, well, he's got to be a, a standing pass rusher. I feel like Mike agrees with me too. I do. <laughs> We're going to get trashed in this. Uh, PFF grade, by the way. <laughs> They're going to hate this one. I like this one. John Derek Hall, defensive end out of Auburn. On the consensus big board, he is 64 overall on the big board for the most part. Out of 117 mock... We're at the 59th pick. That sounds about right. There are a lot of... Doesn't it show a lot of edge rushers ahead of him? It does. Why'd you land on him? It does, but this all these guys are... Uh, like either the competition or they're just like this guy's Tuli Tupelodu is more of a defensive tackle. Carl Brooks is more of a uh, standing, <coughs> a three technique defensive tackle. Sorry, three technique defensive tackle. Nick Herbig out of Wisconsin, he's more of an off ball linebacker. So this doesn't fill you know the Bills scheme, and they're not changing schemes with McDermott taking over. So he's the first one I'm coming across where it's really defensive end four three defensive end is his position. I like the USC guy. You like him? Yeah. Tuli Tupeloto? Mm-hmm. He does have a really good pass rush grade. John, he's a little too small to really play three-technique defensive tackle. He's fast. He's going to lose that quickness. <laughs> I'm, oh, he, oh, Gates I'm a little with, weight. I'm with Mike. I like this guy. All right, let's take him. Tuli Tupeloto. Let's see what uh, PFF thinks about those two picks. Oh, wait. No, we, we have a third-round pick. Oh, I almost forgot. We went three rounds this week. All right. Mike's like, ugh. <laughs> well, we're not taking defensive tackle. We're not taking uh, defensive end. <laughs> Best wide receiver we have, Parker Washington out of Penn State. Keyshawn uh, Boot or Boat, Bote out of LSU. Uh, I know Mike's going to want the tallest six foot five guy. That's not Parker Washington. I like that uh, LSU guy. Let's look at him. Keyshawn Boot, 5'11", 195. He had 538 yards, uh, 48 receptions on 73 targets, two touchdowns last week. Has a below-average receiving grade, below-average yards per route run, below-average drop rate. This is If the guy has a drop rate, I feel like that should this is, this is third exclude round, him Nate. for Nate, appeals. Nate, we're on, the, we're on the third round. Like, you know, we're past <laughs> the first 100 picks. Like, come on. This Okay. All right. <clears throat> Let me see what his 40 time is. 4.5. Four 
It's a little bit slower than uh, than Diggs and Khalil Shakir. Well, I think Jerry Rice is like four point seven, four point eight, right? You know, but faster than Gabe Davis, so and probably better catch rate. So tight end, what do you got there? <laughs> <laughs> is Schumacher? You know, Khalil Shakir so didn't have a good Schumacher. There's your guy. <laughs> Shoemaker, <laughs> Schumacher, Schumacher, Schoenmaker, Luke Schoenmaker, six foot, <laughs> six foot five. You're like I've been banging the table for Schumacher all draft. Schoenmaker, Schoenmaker, all. That's right. Seventy-eight point seven receiving grade. Yeah, he's got a great, great receiving grade. Yards per route run is really good. Drop drop rate is above average, so that's good. Uh, contested catch rate not so great. Run block rate, not so great. But then again, we're looking at a guy. We don't need him to block. We just need a guy that can catch right. the ball, right? So this would be so my draft want, want pick. Yeah, but, Michigan. Michigan. But is this what Bean would pick? I could see him taking a tight end in the, th- in the third round. think so? That's why I wasn't against it. Yeah, because I think this checks a box of receiving weapon and um, – like who's also available. tight end depth. They have no tight end depth. They have what no about, one besides Dawson Knox. What about offensive linemen in the third? Is that enough? They didn't have – there's no offensive – like the guards are gone. Guard centers, like those prospects are gone because of how weak this class is at, at that position. Like if you don't go in the first round, maybe second round, you don't get one of those guys. And offensive tackles are okay, but not great. And I think if you're going to take one in the third round, he's just going to compete with Spencer Brown, but he's not necessarily – you know, you either take one in the first or second round, I feel, or you're just not taking one until later. But that's that's my opinion. I, I think I think I think they take one late in the draft. But I I think that they really like uh, Tommy Doyle as as a swing tackle, and I think they like Spencer Brown as a right tackle. So whether we like him or not is a different thing. But they gave uh, us an overall draft grade of B plus. They like defensive tackle Brian Brees or Bressy. Uh, he got a B plus out of Clemson. Um, Tuli uh, Tupolodu, which I gave, they gave us an A, which was the one I was kind of against, but you guys talked me into it. A defensive end there, A, a draft. And then uh, tight end Luke Schoonmaker, <laughs> C-plus grade. So not a big fan of that, but we got our tight end. So I'm liking it. I'm liking it. So, so like in a, it's different. Know, I like it because it's different from our draft last week. In, in a few weeks, like what are we actually rooting for Like at this point? Because like we've seen what's – like what might be available in a few drafts. Uh, I know we've generated a lot of mock drafts offline. Like, you think, like, like what's the likelihood that they're going to draft Jack Campbell in the first round versus, like, have you seen, like, like Joe Biscalia or some of these other guys, like their mock drafts? Like, who do they have that they'll take in the first round? I've seen Osiris Torrance taken by the Bills in the first round, and you're talking the guard out of Florida. Um Let's see what uh, Joe Biscalia has in his last mock draft. Hold on. I'll let you know. He has the Bills taking Jack Campbell. Yes. <laughs> so. Awesome. I'm glad that I'm not like, you know, that's good. I'm not totally crazy. Yeah. So trading down to number 48 to get him, but. But still. Um, but I've seen Osiris Torrance is, is mocked a lot to the Buffalo Bills, the guard out of Florida, um, which I still don't necessarily see happening. I would like it. Um, anytime yeah, you can protect Josh Allen. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I mean, he could be an upgrade over Bates or McGovern. We don't know, but um, 
I just don't see Brandon Bean doing that. So this was a good discussion. I mean, it's good to kind of talk it out out loud, think about what Brandon Bean might do as opposed to what we wanted to do like last week uh, and go from there. And some of this, eventually, I think at some point, our needs and wants kind of coincide with what Brandon Bean would also want for the team too. So, um, yeah, cool, cool. So thank you guys for doing this. Any final thoughts before I shut this one down? Or I'm, looking for, I'm just looking, looking forward, forward to it. Yeah, the Bills winning the next ten Super Bowls like is going to be amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, this the more we talk about these draft picks, and you know, it gets you excited for how much talent you could potentially add to the Bills. Like this is exciting. Like I'm a little bit higher than I was last week. Last week I'm like, well, the Bills kind of moved down a little bit. You guys got super angry at me. You guys like made me feel like I was so dumb for even thinking the Bills could take a small step back. But now I'm feeling better about it. The more I get about it, you know, and it's also peer pressure though too. I think <laughs> so. Cool. Thank you guys all for listening. Appreciate uh, you guys being a part of this. Uh, just to reiterate, uh, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. If you're in the Western New York or Central New York area, check out the Delago Resort and Casino in Waterloo, New York. Uh, it's a great time. You're going to enjoy it. So, signing off on this next mock draft. Maybe we'll do a three or four round mock draft next week. Maybe we'll have some more information that'll that'll lead us down a certain way or something. So maybe we'll get some smoke and mirrors from Brandon Bean himself. We'll see. But uh, signing off for John. Go Bills. And for Mike. Go Bills. And for me, Nate, go Bills. More mock, more mock drafting, draft mocking uh, next week. And we'll talk to you guys then. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>